0: Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of, a special episode of Chaitanya Charitamrita. But in this case, we will be studying the Harinam Chintamani, which is a, a small book written by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, which, con- which contains uh, very elevated explanations on the holy name, the chanting of the holy name, the different stages of chanting, the offenses to be avoided, and so likewise. So there, there's a uh, very nice book written by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and we will be studying that, because at this current time of reading of Chaitanya Charitamrita we, uh, we are in the 8th chapter Adilila and we have been studying the Offenses against the Holy Name so we have stopped at Adi 8.24 24th verse of the 8th chapter of the Adilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita so since we have touched upon the topic of the Holy Name and the Offenses so we decided to just um, take a little bit of a deep dive into the chanting of the holy name so that we all can learn how to improve on our chanting and become more serious in this movement the sankirtan movement of chaitanya mahaprabhu so alright, we we will say our mangalacharan prayers and we will start our reading of harinam chintamani Um, this is not going to be finished in one sitting so it will take maybe a few uh, series i mean it it takes a series of um, sessions to finish this all right, so we will say our Mangalasharan prayers first and then we will dive deep into this. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnana Timirandhas Shalakaya chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamaham Dadatis Vandeham Sri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Sri Gurun Vaishnavam Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Rakhunathan Vitam Tamsa Jeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishnapadan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakhan he krishna karnasandho dinabandho jagatpate gopesh gopika kaant radha kaanta namo stute takta kaancha gaurangi radhe vrindavaneshwari vrishbhanu sute devi pranamami hari priye vancha kalpatrubhyas cha kripa sindhubhya evacha patitaanam bhavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha namo om vishnu paadaya krishna preshtaya bhutale Shri Mate Bhaktivedanta Swamini Dinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatyadesha Tarine Jay Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare so thank you all very much for, you know, coming on to this very important session where we will be discussing this book called the Harinam Chintamani, as I've just introduced. So as we've been reading on Chaitanya Charita Amrita, we've been reading on the 10 Offences Against the Holy Name in the Adilila 8th chapter. So we've thought, you know, why not present this beautiful book written by Shulabhaktivana Thakur. is very, very instructive for all devotees so a point i want to make before we start is that i am not here to lecture people about the stages of the holy name because i am myself in the nama Parada stage so i'm not in some you know nama bhas or shuddha so i would want to learn along with you all of you about the glories of the holy name and the, the seriousness with which we need to take to this movement all right so with that uh, mood we want to approach the study of this great book Harinam Chintamani which is a small booklet but it is filled with extraordinary instructions for all devotees so this is the beginning of the book Harinam Chintamani I think published by World Sankirtan Party Incorporated the Vaishnava community is highly indebted to His Holiness Bhanu Swami for this beautiful translation of Harinam Chintamani so Bhanu Swami is one of the um, disciples of Srila Prabhupada and um, he's one of the few um, swamis who have not who has not taken disciples on his own in his con but he's still uh, with his con just that he did not personally take any disciples <coughs> that's what we know about him so far and he's, uh, um, his uh, he has presented a few of the scriptures, the Sanskrit, into uh, in translations into English. So we will read the translation of this book. So, all glories to Sri Guru and Gauranga. Guru Gauranga Jayato. Krishna Chaitanya Rasavigraha Nityamukto Namanamino. So, this is where the title of this book is coming from. So this verse by rupa goswami namachantamane krishna i think this is taken from uh, padma puran yes it's taken from padma puran so this is the you know basis of the name the, the nomenclature of this book <clears throat> the holy name of krishna is transcendentally blissful it bestows all spiritual benedictions for it is krishna himself the reservoir of all pleasure Krishna's name is complete and it is the form of all transcendental mellows. It is not a material name under any condition and it is no less powerful than Krishna himself. Since Krishna's name is not contaminated by the material qualities, there is no question of its being involved with Maya. Krishna's name is always liberated and spiritual. It is never conditioned by the laws of material nature. This is because the name of Krishna and Krishna himself are identical. Padma Puran. So this is uh, very, uh, this actually explains the glories of the holy name, how glorious is the holy name. We cannot take this holy name um, you know, in a very derogatory manner or in a very light manner. We have to consider it very seriously because this is the Kalikali Nama Krishna Avatar. This is a Nama Avatar. Krishna has many types of incarnations and many species of life. Um, not only he has in many species of life, he also takes incarnation uh, in seemingly inanimate things, like this material uh, world. Like, he came as a fish, Matsya, he came as a tortoise, he came as a um, boar. In fact, to- tomorrow is Varahad Vadashi in Singapore. So we are going to celebrate the boar incarnation of the Lord. So not only did he take um, incarnations in these uh, living form, living species but also in the seemingly material elements like stone for example, Shalagram Shila stone incarnation, Archavigraha so he can incarnate in anything and still exhibit his supreme power and the another feature, I mean earth is one feature of the material world, Pancha mahabhuta, the other is um, name Namavatar, so uh, Krishna's holy name Is in the form of sound the sound incarnation Shabda Brahma even the Vedic literature is also Shabda Brahma sound incarnation and similarly paint he can be you know in paint in fact let's see the deity form deity means archa he manifests himself in the form of uh, taking the form seeming form of material elements so let's a little bit see this verse there's a very interesting verse in Srimad Bhagavatam. I think some of you already know this. Kanto 11, chapter
1: 27,
0: text 12. The deity form of the Lord is said to appear in eight varieties. Stone, wood, metal, earth, paint, sand the mind or jewels in fact most of these elements mentioned here are from the earth for example stone wood is actually you know from a living entity but the body of that living entity uh, which is again sprouting from earth but of course also has water and air everything is important for the growth of the tree then there is metal which is again from the earth earth <laughs> you know, it's like in the clay forms you know sometimes there's clay form. And paint, paint is also um, from the earth, and of course it has other things also, but predominantly from the earth. Of course, there is water and all that. Then there is sand, which is again earth. The mind, this is interesting. So the mind, even by thinking, uh, that is also a, a avatar, a deity, like that uh, South Indian Brahmana who was mentioned in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, who was meditating in the in the mind that he was bringing, because he was so poor. He could not even um, have a deity and worship Him properly. So, what he did, he worshiped the Lord in his mind and how did he do it? He was thinking, he was, as he was meditating, he thought, he imagined himself going to all the holy places with golden pots and then filling them up with water. So, Gang, not only Gangachal but all the Tirthajal. the water from the holy places, he collected from everywhere and then came and you know did Abhishek for his deity. Uh, bathing him in milk and yogurt and all these things he was meditating like this and he even cooked elaborate dishes mm. uh, he was actually you know uh, meditating himself cooking each and every dish with extraordinary care the salt the the spices everything he was meditating exactly as he would do when he has all the real ingredients it's not that oh, just just skimming through the whole meditation okay I I, I cooked a palak paneer i, I cooked uh, biryani rice i cooked uh, some you know dal makhani and then some rotis and then some, not just imagining like that in, in one second oh he has manifested some rotis here no he actually imagined himself doing the rolling the dough and you know putting on the uh, so i mean um, starting the fire with the wood and then putting on the fire everything he meditated full meditation in the service of the lord and then he cooked the sweet rice also so he was doing this for many many years this kind of meditation Manasa puja and then one day uh, he was cooking uh, sweet rice in his meditation so just before offering the sweet rice to the lord because sweet rice is supposed to be offered cold not hot so he he wanted to check how hot it is whether it is uh, suitable for offering to krishna or not you see that much he is you know absorbed in such meditation not just ah it is already cool let me think it has become cool it has become cool now now let me offer to krishna no <laughs> He was actually very serious about it. So it, it, has it become cool enough to offer to the Lord or is it you know, not good for, to be offered yet? So he put his finger to check just the uh, heat and it, and it was very hot and burned his finger. And that broke his meditation and his finger was actually burned. So seeing this, the Lord in Vaikuntha, he smiled and then he came down and picked him up and went, take, took him back to Vaikuntha. So this is Deity Archavigra in the Mind. He was serving very opulently more than any temple uh, more than in any temple in the world he was up, he was were worshipping like that so jewels jewels in fact in our temple room we have one painting which is made entirely of jewels it is very expensive hmm. but many devotees don't know which one it is <laughs> <coughs> so in any way the, the deity form can be made so these are basically elements which are considered material not even living Hmm. not what to speak of um, human like incarnation but also animal like or half half animal half human he also takes all these um, forms this is the special mercy of the lord just to make himself visible in front of us conditioned souls who are otherwise unqualified to um, see him six sixteen. There is one verse here also. Um yes. So six sixteen fifty one of Srimad Bhagavatam. Here we have another nice verse. Atma Aham Vaisarva Bhutani Bhuta Atma Bhuta Bhavanaha Shabda Brahma Param Brahma Mamo Bheshashvati Tanu all living entities, moving and non-moving, are my expansions and are separate from me. I am the super soul of all living beings who exist because I manifest them. I am the form of the transcendental vibrations like Omkara and Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. And I am the supreme absolute truth. These two forms of mine, namely the transcendental sound and the eternally sp- blissful spiritual form of the deity are my eternal forms. They are not material. Mama Ubhe Shashwati thano, Eternal Bodies Ubhe means both Sena Yor Ubhayor madhye. You know in the Bhagavad Gita also we will find this word Ubhaya Ubhaya Ubhayo Means of both So Ubhe Mama Ubhe huh? The form and the sound And the form The sound and form So in the form of sound he is existing As the um, you know uh, Holy Name and also, the scriptures are also called sound incarnation. Um, what is that? There is a nice verse in the Padma Puran about the Bhagavatam. Tamadidevam Devam Paramam. No, that is that Svetashvatara is Upanishad. Uh, yeah, no, actually, this is the one. Tamadidevam Devam Karunanidhanam. Um, apara tum, bhajamahe bhagavata swarupam. Bhagavata swarupam.
1: Hmm.
0: So, he has incarnated in the form of a book also, the Bhagavatam, which is of course the sound also, pastimes. So, the pastimes and everything that is described in the Bhagavatam is in, his incarnation and um what is that in the Bhagavatam, it is said purana arko dhitaha kalau nashtadrishamesha let's see that 1343 krishne svadhamo pagate dharma gnanaadhibih sah kalau nashtadrishamesha purana arko dhunodithah this Bhagavad Puran is as brilliant as the sun and it has arisen just after the departure of Lord Krishna to his own, own abode accompanied by religion, knowledge, etc. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in the age of Kali shall get light from this Puran. See? So this is all his sound incarnation. So this is all Chintamane. Nama Chintamane Krishna. So if you see this verse Nama Chintamani Krishna. Chintamani is touchstone. Touchstone will make any metal gold if you touch with it. Now, in this world, we don't have an experience of such a stone. But there is such a stone in the heavenly planets and more so, especially in the spiritual planets, which is much higher quality. Like, there are also Kalpavriksha trees in the heavenly planets. But they are not as powerful as the kalpavriksha trees of the uh, vaikuntha planets.
1: Hmm.
0: So, there are Chintamani stones also. Like Syamanthaka Jewel used to produce gold every every day, a few ounces of gold it will produce. It is given by the sun god. It's just one of his jewels he gave it to the you know Yadu dynasty. But you see, such things are there even in the heavenly planets. Parja tree. You know, extraordinary fragrance. For miles and miles the tree, the flower of the tree. So these things are there. So Nama Chintamani Krishna, why it is called Chintamani? Why the um, the holy name is considered a touchstone because whoever chants, they become purified whoever comes in contact with the holy name becomes purified of all the sins so this is Chintamani Hmm. and it is always liberated it is is non-different from Krishna Uh, Krishna's name is always liberated and spiritual it is never conditioned by the laws of material nature and it is identical with Krishna himself so, Harinam Chintamani and Nama Bhajan by Srila Sachidananda Bhaktivinoda Thakur Chapter 1 Glories of the Holy Name So, of course, the whole Bengali I think it was written in Bengali So, it is not mentioned It is just the translation of that book in English Verse by verse, it is not mentioned like that All glories to Gadadhar and Gauranga Gaur Gadadhar.
1: Hmm.
0: This is uh, all glories to Gadadhar and Gauranga, to the life of Janava, Nityananda Prabhu, all glories to Sita and Advaita, to Srivas and all the devotees. So, Advaita Prabhu's wife's name was uh, Sita. So, on the shore of the ocean of Nilachal, in the temple of Jagannath, resides Daru Brahman, Daru Brahman the Supreme Personality of Godhead in wooden form. Having mercifully descended in this material world, he is bestowing both material enjoyment and liberation. At the same dham, in order to give good fortune to mankind and make known the dharma of Kali Yuga, Sri Chaitanya, the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of a sannyasi, came and set up residence in the house of Kashi Mishra. There, along with his devotees, he gave out love of Godhead to all, just as a desire tree gives treasure freely. There the Lord took great care to present the proper spiritual teachings to the living entities. This he did by making various devotees explain different aspects of devotional service while he sat and listened in great bliss. In this way, through Ramanandaraya's mouth he taught the concept of rasa. Through the mouth of Sarvabhama he taught the real principle of liberation. Through the mouth of Rupa Goswami in Vrindavan he taught the details of rasa. And through the mouth of Haridas he taught the full glories of the holy name. Very important point. So the Lord is teaching not just by him personally speaking, but he is making his devotees also speak. I think now it is easier to read. So he is making his devotees also speak. And he in fact took the form of a listener. He took the role of a listener and he made he put forward questions to Ramanandra, Sabuhamatacharya Rupha Goswami, Haridas Thakur. Even uh, Saruddha So in this way He uh, Made them speak Because hmm. <clears throat> he wants to give the glory to the devotee That oh he spoke But Krishna of course inspires the devotee to speak Otherwise he cannot speak also Right So as pure devotee He can know everything about Krishna So The Lord lets Devotees like them speak And he sends forward Acharyas who also speak about krishna and enlighten the world one day after bathing in the ocean the lord met with haridas thakur at the siddhabakul tree and in blissful mind he carefully inquired from haridas how the jivas could easily become delivered from material existence even now you can go and see the siddhabakul tree in in um, in um, Jagannath, Korea. you can go and see uh, very, very, very uh, beautiful. In fact, the hollow of the tree is almost hollow, completely hollow. But still, this tree is there, living. So it is uh, the tree is worshipped. There is a temple there. Uh, we went there to see also Siddhaba kul tree. So, uh, and in blissful mind, he carefully inquired from Haridas how the jivas could easily become delivered from material existence. So actually, this whole book, Harinam Sintamani, is based on that conversation between Haridas Thakur and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. From what I have read so far, I have not read the full book yet. I am actually reading with you. But from, I think first two three chapters I have like skimmed through. Um, I think some of the details of this conversation, of course, are in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. I think some of them are in the Chaitanya Bhagavad probably. Because I don't remember. Maybe my memory is poor also. But... Um, it is this it, the, so the whole book is based on the conversation between haridas thakur and chaitanya mahaprabhu and bhaktivana thakur is giving the explanations of it grasping the lord's feet haridas haridas's body shivered and tears poured from his eyes in great humility he spoke "O lord your leela is very very deep i have absolutely nothing i have nothing your lotus feet are my only possession for no good reason have you asked this question to such an unfit person as I what can the result be? see how humbly he is presenting himself if not that, oh Chaitanya you are asking me a question yeah, I, I will instruct you no, you see how humbly he is putting forward himself hmm, what can I explain about this although he is the Namacharya by asking question to Haridas Thakur Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has elevated him to the position of Namacharya because whatever he spoke about the Holy Name, answering those questions, constituted the highest philosophy. And the, the real glories of the Holy Name came out from the mouth of Haridas Thakur. And thus he became known as Namacharya, all over the world, all over the universe. Whole universe. Then he continued, Haridas Thakur continued O Lord, you are Krishna himself who has this time descended in Navadvip Dham to deliver the jivas of Kali Yuga There you mercifully display your pastimes If you kindly put those pastimes within my heart I will be happy See So from this we can understand that unless the Lord wants to reveal his pastimes within the heart of a devotee they cannot come. It cannot come from our personal endeavor. Oh uh, today I'm you not know, thinking about Krishna. We can we can of course try. We should try. But the establishment of the pastimes and the form and the name of the Lord in our heart become immovably, irrevocably lodged in our heart can only happen by the mercy of Krishna. When he sees our service attitude, then he is if we are really sincere, then he will manifest himself. And it's just like if we want to, if we want the Lord to sit on our, on the seat of our heart, just like when we offer a seat to somebody, we make sure the seat is clean. It's not that we, we put, them, make him seated on a dusty seat. So when he sits down, all the dust flies out from the sofa. I mean, what will the guest think, right? So, similarly, we cannot uh, make the Lord sit on a dusty seat of our heart. We have to clean the heart. Cheto dharpanam marjanam, and we, when we sufficiently clean, uh, then the Lord will. You know, accept our invitation. In the dirty seat, how can we invite? We cannot invite. Mm. So he's saying, he's requesting the Lord, please manifest your pastimes in my heart. Mm. If you kindly put those pastimes within my heart, I will be happy. It is by your great mercy that you have revealed your unlimited name, qualities, form, and pastimes in the material world, so that even low rascals such as I can taste them. Now externally Haridas Thakur came from a Mohammedan family, um, so he considers himself like that very humbly, oh I am less than Shudra, I am Lecha, I am Yavana, but you have accepted me
1: hmm.
0: so, so that I can also be delivered, so please. So in other words, any fallen soul, Kirata honandra pulinda pulkasha sumbha yavana Anybody with any form of low, low culture background, uh, they can take to the uh, shelter of the pure devotee and the and Krishna and the holy name of Krishna, and they can uh, become absolutely top-notch Vaishnavas. Devahuti also confirmed that in the Bhagavatam, Ahoh Badashva Gariyan that verse 3337 of Bhagavatam. So. <clears throat> you are the spiritual sun I am the particle of its light You are the Lord I am your eternal servant The nectar of your lotus feet is my wealth of happiness My hope rests in the nectar of your name hmm. As I am such a low person How do I know what to say O Lord and Master See he is not posing himself as a great teacher a Lecturer you know Lecture the Lord also he's saying how what i do not know what to say even if you if you see the Markine bhagavad dharma we have done that song in the we have done a lecture on that song of Srila Prabhupada. when he went to when he reached the boston harbor he wrote a beautiful very very touching song uh, to krishna he said i do not know Uh, i have no knowledge i have no devotion if you will krishna if you wish if you so wish please make my power of speaking suitable for their understanding He is pure devotee. How powerful is his speech? Every word that comes out of his mouth is full of meaning, and it has liberated so many people. It has, you know, we all have come to this movement because of his words. Hmm. But it can only happen when one is that humble. It takes extraordinary spiritual strength to be that humble and tolerant. So this is the. We will. We will. So in the comment section, you can see. This is the link to our um, session on the Markini Bhagavad Dharma. We have uh, sung this song and uh, explained this this lecture. Um, <clears throat> so we'll put all these links in the YouTube description also when we re-upload this live stream on our YouTube channel. So as a as I'm such a low person, how do I know what to say, O Lord and Master? Still, I must obey your order. S- um, what comes from my mouth, I will happily present to you, not considering the faults. So thank you for this reference. So this is the exact verse from the Prabhupada's song. Akhila Jagat Guru Bachan shea Mar Alankrita Koribar Kshamata Tomar O spiritual master of the worlds! I can simply repeat your message. So if you like, you can make my power of speaking suitable for their understanding. So this is Shri uh, Prabhupada's words. So, Krishna and his energies. This is still from the first chapter. I think, I think introduction probably Krishna and his energies the supreme person who is completely independent and free to act this is Haridastar further explaining you see. now he's actually beginning to explain Krishna and his energies why he started like this? Uh, so to establish the glory of Krishna and the holy name so it looks, oh nothing to do with the holy name this, this chapter if you read but actually it has everything to do with Krishna's holy name because Krishna and his holy name are non-different so he's establishing the position of krishna and his holy name and then explaining the stages of chanting krishna and his energies the supreme person who is completely independent and free to act according to his desire is shri krishna he exists as the supreme truth one without a second but is inconceivably always in the company of his eternal energies he's never alone he's always in company with his energies these energies are never independent of krishna rather they are intimately related with him this is stated in the vedic mantra so that means he never he's, he's there's never a situation where he goes out of control or his energies goes out of control of him for example a car you know we are driving the car and it is within our control but sometimes the car can go out of control because of some stone or whatever the wind or some skidding on the road something and it can go out of control and we cannot control it and we become a victim of an accident so although the car is within our control but it can in a split second go out of our control Uh, so although like we have created big big say for example an engineer constructed a big building of course with the help of many of his employees but that building may fall down and kill him So although the skyscraper is his energy, but energy, you know, can can destroy him also. Or, you know, the spacecraft or the nuclear bomb. They have created something, but then it will destroy them. But in Krishna's case, never. Never can his energies overpower him. Hmm. Why we can be overpowered? Because we are very tiny. Maya is so big. We are collectively trying to you know manipulate this maya and make this big arrangements but you know we'll be swept away in a split second but krishna no prakriti we actually think we are manipulating the energies of this material world but actually we are being manipulated by the energies of the material world the more and more we try to manipulate the material energies the more and more we get in, entangled in her complexities so every solution that we create materially will create hundreds of problems and when we start to solve each of those problems each of those so called solutions will produce another hundred problems it will be an unending tree of problems with thousands and millions of branches right. so actually we are getting more and more more and more, and more in, in, you know, entangled in the complexities just like quicksand when we try to get out of it the more we try to get out of it frantically the more we are pulled down into it <clears throat> so these are the things, the mention. So but Krishna is not like this, Krishna has complete control. Mm. So these energies are never independent of Krishna, rather they are intimately related with him. This is stated in the Vedic Mantras. Krishna is the independent principle conscious entity and the energies are his attributes. They can never be independent. Krishna may be called Vibhu, the omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent master, and the manifestations from his energies, all other existing uh, phenomena may be called Vaibhava, Vibhava. Actually, it's not Vibhava. Vibhava. The opulent expressions of his factual existence. In fact, um, Vibhuti also comes from this. So, Vibhuti Yoga, the tenth chapter of Bhagavad Gita is called Vibhuti Yoga. <coughs> vibhuti means Um, it is uh, the empowerment of Krishna it is the it's like this you know in the six types of avatars and one of the avatars of Krishna is shaktyavesh avatar when he empowers a particular personality with a uh, particular uh, strength to do a particular mission of the Lord now apart from shaktyavesh avatar there are other minor empowerments by the Lord and they are called vibhuti and You know, the Lord explained them in the 10th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Like, for example, he says, Among the animals, I am the lion. Among the fish, I am the shark. So the shark is especially empowered in the waters. And the lion is especially empowered on the land to kill. So that extraordinary power, when there is manifestation of such power, it is actually an empowerment by the Lord, because nothing can happen without the empowerment of the Lord. And even in human society, when we see somebody um, not exactly serving the mission of the Lord, but powerful in some material aspect um, that is also vibhuti of the lord unless the lord gives our intelligence he cannot do anything so nothing is independent of the lord even an atheist is never independent of the lord so some of, of course sometimes these uh, diacritics are a bit off but it doesn't matter all other existing phenomena may be called vibhava, the opulent expressions of his factual existence yet even in the midst of unlimited countless energies scattered throughout throughout endless time, Krishna remains separate and independent in his original form. See? It is through these energies, these vibhava of the vibhu, that the Lord's presence can be perceived. So, this is how Sthavar Jangam Murti Sarvatra Nija Ishtadevas purti. So a devotee, when he sees anything. He knows that this is related with Krishna, because how can it exist without Krishna? So immediately he sees the relation, and through the expressions of Krishna, through the in, in the material world through his energies, he um, sees the Lord, sees the Lord Himself. So even an even a neophyte, in why in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna said you have to know me in full in the seventh chapter, and he described that in if you know if you know me in full, you have to know my energies also. Uh, otherwise you cannot know me in full. You can't know me in know me to the exclusion of my energies so material energy and spiritual energy and he explained in material energy in an elaborate way that i am the taste of water and the light of the sun these are all material things why he explained because we can see we are already seeing all these material things in our day-to-day life and we have to know how to connect it with krishna oh this is krishna's this light of sun is from krishna the light of moon is from krishna the sun and moon are the eyes of the lord so you know, even a neophyte can start thinking of Krishna by observing the material energy and understanding that this is actually Krishna's energy hmm. <clears throat> so this is how we can perceive the presence of the Lord the manifestations from Krishna's energies are of three types Chidvai or uh, spiritual manifestations coming from Krishna's spiritual potency Achidvai Bhava Or the dull, unconscious material world, and jiva, or countless souls, small particles of spirit. This is the statement of scripture. These are tritiya shakti rishate. This is also stated in the Vishnu Puran. Vishnu shakti para prakta kshetra jnakya tathapara avidya karma samnyanya tritiya shakti rishate. This is from the Vishnu Puran. Now, among the three energies, now we are going into chidvaibhava, spiritual manifestation. The Chid consists of Krishna's abodes, such as the unlimited number of Vaikuntha planets, Krishna's unlimited names, such as Govinda, Hare, etc. Krishna's unlimited forms, so the Dhamma, Nama and Rupa, everything. Krishna's unlimited forms, such as the two-handed form holding the flute. Krishna's extraordinary qualities, such as affectionately giving bliss to his devotees, Krishna's pastimes, such as the Raslila. So, the name, the form, the, uh, the abode, the pastimes, hmm? and the qualities. See? So, Krishna's pastimes, such as the Raslila of Raja and the Sankirtan activities of Navadvipa, even though these spiritual manifestations may descend into the material world and be visible or perceivable by the living entities. They remain spiritually untouched by material influence. All these elements intimately related with, uh, to Vishnu or Krishna are called Vishnupāda throughout the Vedas. Vishnupada. Uh, the, w- the word denotes that the Chidvaibhava are inseparable from the Lord Himself.
1: Hmm.
0: <clears throat> the spiritual phenomena are inseparable from the prime spiritual entity. Vishnupada. So Pada means of course a feet. So a feet cannot be separated from the from a person, right? So it is part of the person. So to to um, to denote the presence of, I mean, uh, denote the intimate connection between Krishna and his uh, spiritual energy, which is inseparable from him, is called Vishnupada. Uh, so when we say Om Vishnupada Paramahamsa Gacharya, so one who is at the lotus feet of Vishnu and also one who is under the protection of the spiritual energy daivim Prakriti Bhajanty Manaso 9.13. So Krishna describes the Mahatmas, the great devotees, as one who are uh, ones who are under the protection of the spiritual energy, which is his Chidvaibha. Are inseparable inseparable from the Lord Himself. The spiritual phenomena are inseparable from the prime spiritual entity, which is Krishna. Therefore, in the spiritual realm of Vishnupāda, the changes which occur due to the influences of the material energy are not present. That realm is transcendental to material change. And it is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. So the spiritual world, Paras tasmāt paraha tasmāt anya there is another world, a spiritual world, which is different from this material world, and that exists even after the dissolution of this material world. Mm-hmm. So these changes of creation, growth, maintenance and dwindling and you know and production of byproducts and ultimately destruction, these six changes are absent in the spiritual energy, that real but it, it, but still there is variegatedness. Still there is variegatedness, but there is no change. This is interesting. So that realm is transcendental to material change and like Lord Vishnu himself is pure goodness, unmixed with passion or ignorance in the, in the least. That means not in, not even a slight trace, not even the least trace of passion or ignorance can be found. Sattvam Vishuddham Vasudeva Shabditam That is also called Vasudeva platform, spiritual platform. Which is also called Siddhvaibhava or Vishnupada, also called Vasudeva. Uh, completely uh, pure goodness. <clears throat> Krishna and the plenary Vishnu expansions are all of pure goodness. Thus, whether in Goloka, Vaikuntha, the causal ocean, or the material world, these personalities remain unaffected as the lord of all the demigods and the lord of Maya so it doesn't depend where they are not not only the Vishnu expansions but even the devotees it doesn't matter where they are whether in the spiritual or material world or in the Brahma Jyoti or in the hell, it doesn't matter they are unaffected
1: hmm.
0: those who take shelter of Krishna tam bhajan bhavet, they also transcend the three modes and become Vishuddha Sattva Vishnu forms are the lords of Maya and are in pure goodness whereas Brahma, Shiva etc. possess goodness mixed with other modes so that is Chitvaibhava a brief description of Chitvaibhava Achitvaibhava this is the material energies. across the Viraja river which is the separating boundary opposite from the Vishnu forms spiritual abodes spiritual pastimes and other spiritual manifestations lies the non-spiritual realm composed of the universes of 14 planetary systems. So there is this Viraja river which is also called the causal ocean and on the other shore of the causal ocean is the spiritual world and on this side, on which side we are now which is the material world and it lies the non-spiritual realm composed of the universes of fourteen planetary systems, so all there are innumerable universes, and each have each have fourteen planetary systems.
1: Mm.
0: Each of each of those systems consisting of many millions and billions of planets. So this realm under the this realm under the control of the Lord's illusory energy is called Devi Dharma, the abode of Maya. That's why just now we have sung that um, verse. Tamadhidevam Karunanidhanam Tamalavaranam Suhita avataram Apara samsara samudra setum Bhajamahe bhagavatasvarupam Apara samsara samudra setum Setum means bridge Apara samsara samudra This vast insurmountable ocean of the material world or the Viraja river. There is this river separating us in the <coughs> Material and spiritual worlds. From here to there, there is a bridge. And it's not like the London bridge which keeps falling down. <laughs> I mean, the rhyme says that. London bridge is falling down. No. This Bhagavatam is a solid bridge. Apar samsara samudra setum bhajamahe So, the pastimes of the Lord which are delineated in the Bhagavatam, or the holy name also anything the holy name Goloker Premadana Harinam Sankirtana has descended from the holy, uh, from the Golo Vrindavan, holy name so it is also a bridge so anything that, uh, that has to do with the lord the lotus feet of the lord is also like a boat in fact so, such a big boat that the ocean appears like a small hoof print of a calf it means you put a boat on a hoof print of a calf it's like it's not a boat anymore it's a bridge <laughs> directly from here to there that big a boat so um, that's how powerful the Lord's spiritual chid, Chidvaibhava is. The spiritual energies of the Lord are. So that this is how Haridas Thakur is establishing how powerful is the Lord's Chidvaibhava.
1: Hmm,
0: the holy name, qualities, pastimes, form, everything. Hmm. So this realm, the material realm, under the control of the Lord's illusory energy is called Devi Dham, the abode of Maya it is composed of the five material elements earth water fire air and ether plus mind intelligence and false ego which form the gross and subtle bodies of the living entities the seven upper and seven lower planetary systems are all contained within the achitdvai bhava or non-spiritual manifestation of one of the lord's energies jiva <clears throat> So Jaiva means jiva. Related to Jiva is Jaiva. It's like uh, related to Kunti is Kaunteya. Son of Kunti is Kaunteya. Um, so there will be a, a added to a, a added after the first consonant sound of the word. So that is to like Vishnu and Vaishnava. Related to Vishnu. Vaishnava means a person who is related to Vishnu. A devotee of Vishnu. Vaishnava. So like that, Vasudeva is the father, Vasudeva is the one related to Vasudeva. So that is Krishna. So the a is added after the first consonant. So Jiva, Jaiva. Vishnu, Vaishnava. Like Jaiva Vaibhava. So the, the, the energy uh, in connection means related to the Jiva. Yeah. So that is explained here. Whereas the spiritual manifestation Vaibhava is the full spiritual principle and the illusory material world Achitvai Bhava is its shadow Jivas are atomic particles of spiritual element hmm. because the jivas are spiritual in character they also have some degree of independence whereas matter has no independence Jivas have independence that is, a, that is a characteristic of a living entity independence otherwise it's not living because the jivas are spiritual in character, they also have some degree of independence and have the potentiality of unlimited bliss, which is natural to the spiritual realm. So they are atomic particles of spiritual element. So we are very minute—one ten-thousandth part of the tip of the hair. Balagra bhago Sachanantyaya Kalpate We are innumerable in number, but atomic in size. Um, but the Lord is infinite in size that's why it's called Vibhu and we are called Anu Anu means atomic, Vibhu means uh, infinite uh, infinite. we are infinite so (coughs) the Jivas um, those Jivas who resort to Krishna to attain that bliss now the thing about Jivas is they have some independence and they have the potentiality of unlimited bliss so they can enjoy, and they have this tendency towards enjoying. Now here it is explained: those jivas who resort to Krishna to attain that bliss, those who find bliss in serving Krishna, uh, remain as liberated souls eternally associated with Krishna in the spiritual world. But thinking of this, uh, but thinking of his own happiness, if one selfishly desires to enter the neighbouring abode of Maya, he turns away from Krishna and takes a material body in the material universe those who want to enjoy it this way they will be put it this way those who want to enjoy it with krishna they will be with krishna having fallen into the revolving wheel of continuous activities good or bad with their results the jiva wanders throughout the universe sometimes in swarga sometimes in hell taking birth with a material body to enjoy life in the 8,400,000 species of beings this is how we have misused our independence and come here and now we are revolving in this species of different different bodies and different planets um, following the chain of our reactions hmm. but as you are the lord Haridas Thakur is saying um, but as you are to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he speaking you see you should always remember this is that conversation but as you are the lord the controller of the jivas and the jivas are your energies you are always thinking of their welfare whatever happiness a jiva may seek you kindly bestow it Whether spiritual or material. Therefore one who desires impermanent happiness in the material world achieves it without difficulty by the Lord's mercy. All the processes to achieve this happiness of sense gratification such as rules of Varna and Ashrama, Yajna, Yoga, Homa and Vrata which are pious activities are simply material without spiritual transcendental nature at all. You see, Varna, Ashrama also. Unless therefore, Samasiddhir Haritoshanam Unless the end is to satisfy a Krishna, this following of varna and ashrama system is very—it's material. That's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not give much importance when Ramanandar mentioned varna-ashrama system as the method to purify um, human society. Because although it is correct, but in this Kali Yuga everything is so topsy-turvy that there is no institution of varna-ashrama anymore. Um, so, and even that also is honestly. Material identification, I am a Brahmana, I am a this, I am a that. So this is all still material identification. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Naham Varni Nacha Uh, Narapathya, Naham Vipro Nacha Narapathya, you know that verse. Chaitanya Saritamrita, Madhya 13.18 It's a very nice verse. Naham Vipro Nachana Rapatil Napi Vaishyona Shudro Naham Varni Nachagriha Patil Novanas Toya Tirva Kinto Prothian Nikila Paraman and the Purnam Ritad Hair Gopi Bhartu Padakamalayo Dasa Dasa Nudasa I am not a Brahmana, not a Kshatriya, nor a Vaishyan, or a Shudra, nor a Brahmachari household of one professor of Sanyasi. I identify myself only as a servant of the servant of the servant of the lotus feet of Sri Krishna, the maintainer of the gopis. He is like the ocean of nectar and he is the cause of universal transcendental bliss. He is the real cause of bliss. He is always existing with brilliance. So he, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is dissociating with himself with the Varnashram system. He says even that is material identity. Yes, actually it is. But why is it there then? Just like marriage is also a, a material thing. It's a relationship between the bodies of a man and a woman and then the children and it increases the uh, attachment, right? But vivaha yajna, why it is called yajna? Because although it is in the realm of material activity it is regulated material activity and the time thus saved by such regulation is to be used in Krishna's service and the products of such regulated action like the children also have to be engaged in Krishna's service the home, wife, children, everything. Similarly, although... The statuses of Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra etc. are material in this society. But they are all supposed to be meant to, uh, towards, uh, to guide the humanity towards spiritual advancement in Krishna consciousness. And that's why it is important. Because it is a purificatory method towards complete spiritual existence. Hmm. I and mean, when one has realized complete spiritual existence, then this verse is the actual position of the living entity. So going back. So Varna, Ashrama, Yajna, Yoga, Homa, and Vrata are all pious activities, are simply material without spiritual nature at all. The results of these practices, elevation to higher planets and sense enjoyment, are material and temporary. Thus, in such activities, for satisfying the temporary senses, the soul remains unsatisfied. Because the soul is permanent, eternal, but it is Running after these temporary things. Hmm. The attempt to achieve happiness by gaining a temporary situation in a higher planet is a gross error by the soul. So swargaloka, those who are, you know, oh, swarga-prapti, prapti they are erroneous living entities. Hmm. They are not considered very intelligent according to Krishna and Bhagavad Gita. alpa Similarly, by the mercy of devotees, a jnani may perform activities of bhakti. Such jnana mixed with devotional activities is also classified as a secondary path of bhakti. Such a jnani easily arrives at the stage of faith in Krishna and can quickly proceed in full devotional service. The servant jivas, desiring the trifling fruits in the hell of the material world, reject their master. But Krishna, knowing what is best for their welfare, forces them to give up the enjoyment or bhukti resulting from fruitive activities karma, and the liberation mukti Resulting from the speculative endeavours of Jnana and at last bestows the sweet fruit of devotion to Krishna, Bhakti. It is only the mercy of the Lord who is made of pure mercy. and The Lord is only made of pure mercy. Karuna Nidhanam. Tamad devam Karuna Nidhanam. Um, he is the ocean. He is composed of full mercy and nothing else. Uh, he is the abode of mercy. And... Um, It is only the mercy of the Lord who is made of pure mercy that he puts the jivas on a secondary path which lets the jiva fulfill his material desire for some time but simultaneously gives him faith in the process of Bhakti. See how beautifully Bhaktivinoda Thakur or Haridas Thakur in fact um, is explaining that even though the processes of inferior processes of Jnana and Karma are there he's seeing it as the um, Krishna's doing that out of his mercy Although the person actually want is wanting something else, so Krishna is giving that and simultaneously he is giving him the real thing, the real medicine. And this is explained in Srimad Bhagavatam in a few places, but I'll just um, show you one verse. 11, 21, 23 in the Srimad Bhagavatam. We can see this. phala shrutiriyam rochanam param shreyo There is another verse also similar um, But I forgot Somewhere in the 11th canto as well Similar Those statements of scripture Promising fruitive rewards Do not prescribe the ultimate good for men But are merely enticements For executing beneficial religious duties Like promises of candy spoken To induce a child to take beneficial medicine So in the sacrifices Material sacrifices there is also worship of Vishnu and that is the real medicine whereas the offering of heavenly pleasure is a candy only for the child like Jeeva who doesn't have much maturity like a child who is wanting these temporary things. So the Lord is on the background purifying him by engaging him in these purificatory processes of Karma, Jnana, Yoga and all these things. Although without a Krishna consciousness any of these processes are just material and they are useless. It is only by the mercy of the Lord who is made of pure mercy that he puts the jivas on a secondary path which lets the jiva fulfill his material desire for some time but simultaneously gives him faith in the process of bhakti If it were not for the mercy of the Lord how could the living entities ever become pure and enter their position of happiness in the spiritual realm Yeah, It reminds me of this verse 5.19.27 So this is the verse connected with that Satyam nirinam Yat punar Swayam vidhate The Supreme Personality of Godhead fulfills the material desires of a devotee who approaches him with such motives. But he does not bestow benedictions upon the devotee that will cause him to demand more benedictions again. However, the Lord willingly gives the devotee shelter at his own lotus feet, even though such a person does not aspire for it. And that shelter satisfies all his desires. That is the Supreme Personality's special mercy. So, Rajeshwari Madhaji is asking, Prabhuji, then does it mean also, if we do any devotional activities without spiritual transcendental nature, are those also just considered as material activities? When you say devotional activities, they are actually spiritual and transcendental in nature. So they are not material activities. Now we not we may not be performing them in complete pure love of God, it of course, but our very endeavor to engage in such service is noted by the Lord. And if we sincerely try and engaging ourselves in such service, uh, Krishna actually takes all of that. But here, especially this this processes of yoga and yajna and all this. This is concerning, you know, Karma section of the Vedas. So we're not talking about Sadhana Bhakti, which is um, um, actual devotional service. Although in the in the material consciousness, it, but it is purification of that material consciousness. That is still transcendental activity. Even neophyte, I mean, even the deity worship or anything that is the activity uh, that uh, that forms the domain of the neophyte devotee, is still spiritual. So by that we will get uh, purified. See. So, of course i think you have asked another question before we will get to those questions at the end but because this was directly related to this so i just answered this um, <clears throat> so if it were not for the mercy of the lord how could the living entities ever become pure and enter their position of happiness in the spiritual realm it's not possible actually it's not possible you cannot cross over this maya at all, Krishna says. But there is one loophole. If you take shelter of me, Krishna says, then you can. On your own you cannot. So that he is telling us that in the Bhagavad Gita. So we have to take shelter of him. That's why he comes. Because he is very concerned about us. Merciful. He, can, he could have easily chosen not to care about us. Oh, these rascals, let them rot. But because he is eternally related with us, huh, as, our, as our father, uh, he is very concerned about his children who are suffering unnecessarily, who chose their own detriment and then suffering. But he wants to help them. So he creates uh, activities called yajna, yajna in which saha yajna prajahasrishtva, purovach prajapati. So anena prasavishyadvam eshavostvishta kamadhuk. So, this is explained in the 3rd chapter, 10th verse of Bhagavad Gita where he has, along with the generation of population in this world he has also bring forth, brought forth the system of Yajna so that activities can be regulated and whatever the living entity wants in this material world can be achieved along with purification spiritual purification imperceptible purification Ajnana Sukriti hmm. and then eventually after lifetimes of such engagement in pious activities he will become purified enough to get the association of a pure devotee and then he makes it back to krishna so that is the whole process that is the whole system set up by krishna in the satya yuga the lord supplied the process of meditation by which the rishis became purified you see he he set up a system this is uh, yuga dharma You see how Haridas Thakur is explaining, making the case for the holy name. In the Satya Yuga, the Lord supplied the process of meditation by which the Rishis became purified. Uh, Attaining purification, the Lord gave the treasure of Bhakti. Similarly, the Treta Yuga, the Lord arranged for purification by performance of sacrifices. And in Dvapara Yuga, the Lord gave temple worship for purification as paths leading to Bhakti. But seeing the pitiful state of the jivas and the Kali Yuga, the Lord gave up hope in the processes of Karma, Jnana and Yoga. Now, you see, this is a very beautiful explanation. Now, he is saying that, you know, this Karma, Jnana and Yoga are systems set up by the Lord. Although material, when done in conjunction as, with devotional service, they become purificatory processes towards the ultimate advancement of the spiritual, I mean, living entity. But in Kali Yuga, it's so hopeless. The Lord himself gave up hope on Karma, Jnana and Yoga.
1: Hmm.
0: Because we are completely inept at taking to any of these processes. And it's very long term investment. If you go into Karma, karma, you know, karma Kanda and Jnana Kanda. It's very very long term investment after many lifetimes. And so disturbing already this Kali Yuga. So, the Lord wanted to give quick remedy. That's how you know uh, is mentioned. Uh, the mercy of the Lord but behind, behind these systems of purification that He set up for us is explained very nicely by Haridas Thakur and explained by Bhaktivinoda Thakur. In Kali Yuga such troubles as short life, many diseases—well, we are in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> Even if you want to preach, you see, we can't travel. Hmm. So many disturbances and we have technology now to disturb us new disturbance we have created handphones every moment disturbing our chanting, disturbing our everything we hardly have any time so in Kali Yuga such troubles as short life, many diseases decreased intelligence and strength afflict all jivas. therefore the secondary parts of Karma and Jnana, the practices of Varnashram, Sankhya yoga and jnana mixed with a little devotional activity are too narrow and obstructive the only result in Yuga of these paths is deviation from the path of bhakti oh krishna this is so nice explain nicely explained here (laughs) these processes are supposed to be purificatory processes meant to elevate the impure living entities to gradual purification and ultimate krishna consciousness but you see how the only result in Krishna Yuga uh, uh, sorry, the only result in Kaliuga of these paths is deviation from the path of bhakti. They don't lead to the bhakti but actually take people away from bhakti. You see how yoga is today. Yoga actually takes one away from Krishna, just from material body, you know, fit fitness of the body, which is completely the opposite of what it was supposed to do. To completely come to the spiritual path and forget the body. And jnana is supposed to get us to krishna but it takes us away all these processes it takes away a a person from the bhakti see the 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 powerful influence of kali these purificatory processes also become um, opposition to bhakti instead of supplementing the course of bhakti so thus if one takes to these paths in hope of success in the Kaliuga, life will simply become difficult for the Jivas. Bhukti Mukti Siddhi kami Krishna Bhakta Nishkam Life will become difficult for the jivas if they take to these things. The chief path, bhakti and the holy name. See how is coming He's explaining Krishna and his energies and everything and now he's is Im- making the case for the importance of the holy name and why it is way that's why the eighth offense to consider it equal to the karma kanda section of the vedas you see if we understand this aspect of the holy name ah, we will understand and we will not equate it to any other process in the material world so knowledge is the antidote to you know uh, uh, protect us from the uh, from uh, committing offenses against the holy name we should know and we should have the faith in such knowledge and that is what exactly Bhaktivunath Thakur is explaining here and I mean Haridas Thakur and Bhaktivunath Thakur is quoting him the chief path, bhakti and the holy name therefore thinking of the welfare of the jivas in Kali Yuga the lord has descended with his name the lord and preach, descended and preached descended and preached the path of uh, path for Kaliuga, the process of Namasankirtan. sankirtan since by this process or uh, the jiva may directly achieve the highest treasure of krishna prema which is actual happiness it is called the major or chief path as distinct from the secondary paths of karma and jnana the chief path because the jiva may directly achieve the highest treasure of krishna prema by this path alone Whereas Karma and Jnana will only become successful if they reach the bhakti path. Like, you know, there are there is a river that is going towards the ocean. And there are the tributaries. Tributaries are water, are streams which ultimately end in the river. And then the that water goes into the river and then the river will take the I mean water to the ocean. So these are like tributaries to bhakti secondary paths they themselves directly they don't reach the ocean they take shelter of the river to reach the ocean similarly these paths are supposed to be that way but nowadays instead of become tributaries to bhakti they become distributaries from bhakti you know what's a tributary and a distributary if you know geography the rivers those um, water streams which ultimately merge into the river they are called tributaries and those which branch out of the river and to become smaller streams and you know eventually end somewhere without much not in the ocean. They are called distributaries. They branch out from the river. So these other processes become like tri- distributaries rather than tributaries to bhakti, especially in Kaliuga. Hmm. And their secondary processes, they cannot themselves reach the ocean. They have to take help of the river. So, it is called the major or chief path as distinct from the secondary paths of karma and jnana. In this process, all the jiva has to do is sing and remember the name of the Lord constantly.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, this is all he has to do. He doesn't have to do all the gymnastics of the other secondary paths. It's a klesho dikatrasthesham. It's very troublesome, those paths. So much austerity, so much this thing, and the result is very trivial. Unless actually. Mixed with Bhakti. But real Bhakti is straight, simple, the most simplest, the Harinam, Sankirtan. All he has to do is sing and remember the name of the Lord constantly. When the impure jiva takes up the process of Bhakti for his purification, he is performing Sadhana Bhakti hmm. or devotional service in practice. So the impure jiva takes up the process of Bhakti for his purification. So, if you see, this is actually Bhakti in the mode of goodness. This is not pure Bhakti yet, because he's doing it for his own purification. Pure Bhakti means he doesn't care, he just wants to glorify Krishna. No matter who I am, what I am, whether I am, you know, whatever it is. You see, karma nirhara mudishya, Parasmanva yajed, Yashtavya idhiva prithak Bhavaha, Sasatvikaha, prithak bhava. It's a separatist. He still has separate interest from the Lord. His interest is not to serve the Lord yet. It is to purify himself. He still, he still has selfish motive. So This bhakti performance in the mode of goodness, but still, you see, it is not pure enough. Hmm. So, when a devotee worships the Supreme Personality of Godhead and offers the results of his activities in order to free himself from the inabilities of fruitive activities, his devotion is in the mode of goodness. So, he has a motive. This is not unmotivated devotional service. Ahaituki. Ahaituki means no motive. Not even to release oneself from sinful activity. Just like the gopis when Krishna had a headache, they were ready to give the dust from their feet. Naradhmani asked, Hey, eh, you, you are not afraid of sinful activity? No, we don't bother. Krishna's headache, if he said this is the cure, that's it. We are just following his order, we don't mind hell. No, no motive. Ahaituki. Yeah. <clears throat> that is explained in the next verse. Madgu nasrutimatre nama maya sarvaguha shaye mano gatira vichchinnah yatha Ganga ambhason buddhau lakshanam bhakti yogasy nirgu nasya hyoda haritam ahae toke ahae toke avyavahita ya bhaktihi purushottame. The manifestation of unadulterated devotional service is exhibited when one's mind is at once attracted to hearing. The transcendental name and qualities of the supreme personality of godhead who is residing in everyone's heart just as the water of the ganges flows down naturally towards the ocean such devotional ecstasy uninterrupted by any material condition flows towards the supreme lord this is the direct path just as in the Harinam chintamani it is said it's a direct path just like the ganga the river flows down directly to the ocean without any you know Hindrance or distribution. Ahaituki bhakti. Avyavahita. Let me highlight those words. You see, ahaituki, causeless. Avyavahita, not separated. That means without a break. Devotional service without a break. Hmm. So there is no cause even the, there is not even the cause to relieve oneself of sinful activities no sinful reactions no that is pure devotional service when the impure jiva takes up the process of bhakti for his purification he is performing sadhana bhakti or devotional service in practice when his practice reaches purity and perfection sadhya sadhya and sadhana Sadhya means the destination of such sadhana. Uh, so when the his practice reaches purity and perfection, sadhya, in other words, when the jiva achieves prema bhakti, the activities of sadhana bhakti, hearing and chanting the Lord's name, etc., remain as the activities of prema bhakti. So it is okay, now this is important. What is mentioned here is that the activities that are taken up in the sadhana bhakti stage, like hearing and chanting, they remain. It's not that after achieving the sadhya, the love of Godhead, this sadhana process is discarded or this this hearing and chanting are discarded, no. They are now performed in pure love, out of natural attraction for Krishna. It's like if somebody loves someone, like in a fan club, there are fan clubs, right? Suppose in India Sachin Tendulkar, for example, cricketing icon. you know, anything that happens to him fans are interested just because they like him oh he is doing this now he is doing that now so they are interested in that not because hearing about him will purify or you know will, will I will earn some money from this if I hear about some news about Sachin Tendulkar oh I will get some money no they are not benefiting in any way they just want to hear about him because they like him so that kind of thing there is no transaction from that He's not going to get anything from Sachindranuga, but he's getting that pleasure just by seeing his activities. Of course, it's a crude way, but similarly, exactly the similarly, if we repose that on the Lord, if we become pure fans of the Lord, fan club of the Lord. Ah, yes, that is spiritual. That will actually purify us also. So, in the in the sadhya stage, in the prema bhakti stage, one hears and chants not because. He wants to purify himself. He has already become purified. But he is now attracted to the Lord out of pure love. Hmm. So that's why he still continues those activities. So that's why it is mentioned here. uh, When his practice reaches purity. And perfection. Sadhya. In other words, when the jiva achieves Prema Bhakti. The activities of Sadhana Bhakti. Hearing and chanting the Lord's name etc. Remain as the activities of Prema Bhakti now. Hmm. the principal activities of devotional service so just to add a little more to that the mayavadis they take to sometimes deity worship as or even a guru they take the shelter of a guru or deity worship only to consider such process as a stepping stone to the perfection and once one has reached perfection there is no need of these steps Hmm. The example is given, there sometimes gives the example of a postal system, the letter. So, the letter is what this person wants to say to that other person, the recipient. The sender wants to say something to the recipient and he writes a letter. And the recipient has to receive the letter. That is the main thing. But then he covers that letter with an envelope, with stamp and the address and everything. When the recipient receives that letter, the stamp is unimportant to him, the address is unimportant to him because he already knows the address, he he is staying in the in that address. So the first thing that the recipient would do is throw the envelope and take the letter which is the substance. But to reach to that point for the letter from to go from here to there, we need the envelope. The envelope is only important until it reaches the recipient. After that, the envelope is not important anymore. So, the Mayavadis, they um, uh, explain that the processes of you know um, sacrifice are, actually it is true only for the Karmakandya section of the Vedas. The, the Karmakandya section, varnasram system or any of the Yajnas or any of the Yajnik processes mentioned in the Vedas, they are actually stepping stones to Bhakti. And once coming to Bhakti, you can discard. But the activities of Bhakti are not the same you see I, I i'll show you this verse sandhya vandana bhadram astu bhavato bhoh snanatubhyam namo bho deva pitarascha tarpana vidho naham kshama hkshamyatha yatra kwapi nishadya yadavakulo uttamasya kamsadvishaha smaram smaramagham harami tadalam manye who is this? Madhavendra Puri is saying, I have rejected the processes. What are they? Oh, my prayers three times a day, sandhya Vandana. All glory to you. Oh, bathing, I offer my obeisances unto you. Oh, devatas, demigods, oh, forefathers, please excuse me for my inability to offer you my respects. That means he has discarded these processes. Those are stepping stones, those are the envelope. Ultimately, they are not. Now wherever I sit, I can remember the great descendant of the Yadu dynasty Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa and thereby I can free myself from all sinful bondage. I think this is sufficient for me. That's it. He has discarded all the other processes. But the activities of Bhakti, the Sadhana Bhakti, that's why, you know, he, uh, Rajeshwari Madhya asked earlier, that does it mean also if we do any devotional activities without spiritual transcendental nature, are those also just considered as material activities? They are not. They are different from these Karma activities. Because they are not like the envelope, they are actually the substance. Hmm. They are the substance. So, um, they are the envelope and they are the substance. This is the beauty. Just like the postcard. Postcard is like that. It is the envelope and it is the substance also. Postcard doesn't have another envelope. It is something like this. So, it is a, so the, the processes of chanting don't end after one has reached the liberation. And because the Mayavadis consider Krishna to be material, his name and his devotional service to be material, they cannot distinguish between Chidvai Bhava and Achidvai Bhava. They consider everything is Maya. Mm. Brahma satya Jagan, mithya, And every process, and they equate devotional service to the Karma Kandye processes, and therefore, they say that these are all like the envelope. When you reach that, all the deity worship is only to come to the point of impersonal realization. And once you have reached that substance of you know understanding you are God you are one with God okay you can reject all the processes hmm. no more activity so this is their understanding of getting rid of sinful activities uh, getting rid of reactions to activities their understanding is don't commit any activities whether pious or impious or karma or whatever and because the equate devotional service to such karma kanda pious activities they fall down this is the offense they commit uh, whereas Devotees they reject those processes which were stepping stones processes of karma kanda and jnana kanda. But the bhakti, whether it is in the sadhana or the ripened stage of prema bhakti, they are all one. It's like the mango. It is explained. Uh, Acharyas have explained that um, devotional service is like the mango. When it is when a mango is unripe, it is still tasty. You can make pickles out of it. And you can make chutney, you can make you can put in the dal. There are so many ways you can cook mango that is unripe. Still it is tasty. Although it is a little bit sour. <laughs> so in the beginning, Sadhana Bhakti may be like that. It is still tasty, even Krishna klesha uh, Kleshagni. shubhada, Moksha So it is uh, it is still tasty even for the neophyte. Krishna Bhakti. Although there is some inconvenience, like you
1: know
0: all the principles you know they, there are so many regulations and rules uh, of course in our case is very minimal no mediating, no illicit sex, no gambling, no intoxication and some tapasya a little bit you know waking up early in the morning you know hearing Bhagavatam. these are not, actually not tapasya, these are blissful activities but in the beginning it will sour, it will experience a bit sour but as one becomes you know as it ripens when the mango ripens it becomes sweet and then it is very tasty so it is tasty both in the unripe and the ripened stage so, devotional service is like that. So, it is not to be given up at any time. It just ripens now. But the same process, whether unripe or ripe, it's still a mango. So, similarly, it is still spiritual, whether in the um, unripe stage or in the ripened stage of Prema Bhakti.
1: Hmm.
0: <clears throat> so, the activities of hearing and chanting remain. The, as prema bhakti the principal activities of devotional service are eternal there's a constitutional position of the soul to engage in such activities at the perfectional stage of prema <clears throat> the means sadhana and the end sadhya or the method upaya and what is to be uh, attained by the method (upaya) become non-different this is the advaitan the process and the the, the state of being is the same. The sadhana and the sadhya become one. The upaya and upeya become one.
1: Hmm.
0: Thus, there is no barrier or, or obstacle between the life and activities during training and at the perfectional stage. The holy name remains constant in both cases. In this way, the jiva can easily transcend the material world. So similarly, now when we take to holy name in the offensive stage, in our condi- conditioned stage, it is still nice, but with offences we are still doing. So it is not ripened yet. One is ripened. Oh, like you No, know, Rupa Goswami says like this in the Chaitanya Charitamrita Tunde tanda vaniratim vetanute, Tundavali labdhaye, Karanakrodhakadam Kadambini ghatayate. Karanarbhu Devya spriham Prangana Sangini Vijayate sarvendriyāṇām Kritam Kritim No Jane Janitaki Yadhiramrate Krishnetivaranadva. I do not know how much nectar the two syllables Krishna have produced. When the holy name of Krishna is chanted it appears to dance within the mouth. Um, we then desire many many mouths Tundavali millions and trillions of mouths when that name enters the holes of the ears we desire many millions of ears and when the holy name dances in the courtyard of the heart it conquers the activities of the mind and therefore all the senses become inert so this is the stage of pure chanting ripened chanting the sweet mango now we are in the stage of sour mango we don't have that much Traction. Although it is tasty, it is sometimes, you know, you can't just eat the sour mango. It is so sour. In the beginning, because of our disease condition, it appears like that. Thus, there is no barrier or obstacle between the life and activities during training and at the perfectional stage. The holy name remains constant in both cases. In this way, the Jiva can easily transcend the material world. So just by taking to the eternal process of chanting, um, eternal process of chanting. One can actually tread the path, and he can continue the same activities when he has attained also attained the stage of chanting, uh, attained the stage of prema bhakti. is saying, "Prabhuji, then this sadhana bhakti is contradiction to yoga not contradiction, not contradiction." It is sadhana and sadhya. Sadhya is the stage of roga, yoga, yoga rudhasya. Then he is completely, you know, free from all He is perfect. Um, but of course, this yoga, this yoga, when he is explaining Krishna, the yoga system that is still in the ashtanga yoga system, which is still a stepping stone, a secondary practice, which Arjuna rejected in the six thirty-three and thirty-four. So in that elevation of yoga from the yoga yoga uh, yoga aruruksha stage to yoga uh, arudha stage yoga aruruksha means the neophyte the beginner in the yoga system and uh, yoga rudha means the the perfect perfectional stage so it is still considering the secondary processes but even in the, the devotional process also there is Yoga Aruksha and Yoga Arudha also. The sadhana, I mean the the neophyte devotee, and then the Uttama devotee. That's why there are three classes of devotees. There's no contradiction, of course. So Haridas continued. I am just a fallen low person, so much absorbed in sense objects, being so foolish, I did not even take up your name, O Lord. This is the second verse of the Sikshashtak also, it, it is like this. Um, Durdhaivan, I am so unfortunate. That even though you have made it so easy um, I have no attraction being so attached to sense objects But of course Haridas Thakur is You know pure devotee But the symptom of a pure devotee Is that he will always consider himself a fallen person Fallen person With tears flowing incessantly from his eyes Haridas, the incarnation of Brahma fell breathless at the Lord's feet Shilabhaktivana Thakur prays that whoever is able to take refuge in the Lord, the Lord's devotees and devotional service receives the full effects of the chanting the full effects of the Holy Name which is a touchstone yielding all desires at that time the name becomes the center of his existence let's read that again Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur prays that whoever is able to take refuge in the Lord, the Lord's devotees and the Lord's service, devotional service, receives the full effects hmm, of the holy name, which is a touchstone yielding all desires. At that time, the name becomes the center of his existence. Radhika Mathaji Prabhu, one Bhaktivana asked me this question it is mentioned that Haridas Thakur is an Incarnation of Brahma but which Brahma? there are many, right? we are talking about this universe the Brahma of this universe in this, one, in this universe there is only one Brahma the other Brahmas are in other universes so this Brahma we are talking about so that is the first chapter, what is the time now? oh you know how many chapters this book has? 16 chapters <laughs> I think some chapters are smaller but 16 chapters, you know we've only completed the first chapter now is chapter 2 accepting the holy name probably we'll do it in the next session then because this is another long chapter actually a very excellent chapter. Offenses, the, the chapters on offenses are much shorter, but uh, before the offenses, these are all the, the stages of chanting Nama Bhas, Nama parad, Na, Shuddhanam. So, I think we have to take it in the next session only. Then you see Nama Bhas. So, like this, he explains if you see the contents. Accepting the holy name, Nama Bhas, Blasphemy of Vaishnava. Then, chapter 4 onwards. Start the offences. So these are all the offences. Then finally, chapter um, chapter fourteen offences in serving the deity and bhajan pranali and namabhajan. So finally, so in this way, these chapters are constructed. So we will uh, we will go through the next one in the next session. So we'll stop it here. Oh. Rajeshwari Mazaji is asking, till you complete this I mean Harinam Chintamani, can we have the classes on a daily basis Prabhuji? I actually would really love to because tomorrow is Sunday, Sunday, of course we cannot have Monday we can have maybe that's a good idea, but because of these other services I was thinking. But, yeah, it would be good to finish all this in as soon as we can. I agree with that. Uh, so, maybe shorter sessions, but um, but maybe on a daily basis. But as you can see, the second chapter itself is very long already. Um, I don't know how many sessions that would take. But, of course, tomorrow we cannot. Sunday is a busy day and Varahad And Monday is Nithyananda Thrayadusi, actually. So... It's good to it's good to maybe read on the holy name unless there is a program here in the evening if, if suddenly there are people in the evening and then I don't know. I think I think we can continue with this class maybe on Monday. I I will I will s I will announce accordingly. Maybe it's a good idea to finish it as continuous classes. Um and uh, we will see how that goes if the, the the worst scenario is that we will continue this every saturday but that will take like many many saturdays i don't know how many months before we finish this Nam sintamani but i i agree with it's good to it's good to finish as quickly as possible i will try and divya Mantis is asking what about ama session of this month rosie what to speak of this month we have not done ama sessions for i think two two plus months maybe already That's another thing. Um, If we continue Harinam Sintamani, we will not do the AMA session. Maybe another Monday. Uh, We will see. Uh, Once we complete this, maybe we have to do an AMA session. In fact, Vaishnava Song session we have not done in a long time. I think the last Monday session we did was AMA session, which was already like two months ago. But Vaishnava Song, I think it has become more than that. Vijay Sharma Prabhu is Hare Krishna Prabhuji, if someone asks what is the purpose of yoga if not for body health what would you say? <coughs> to reinstate ourselves as servants of Krishna Yoga means to connect Yoga means connection um, Now we are disconnected with Krishna So yoga means to connect with Krishna So the mechanical processes of asana and pranayama and all this are meant to control our bodily activities so that we focus on the Manasamyamya machitta to think of Krishna in the heart. manasa yogina. And eventually come to the point of bhakti. So that's the real aim of bhakti or yoga. But as we said, as we have just seen, any process other than the pure bhakti path of Naam Sankirtan will become a distraction in this Kali Yuga away from Krishna consciousness. so this is what actually will happen. Although it is supposed to be a a helping thing, eventually one getting one to Krishna Consciousness. Once one is in Krishna Consciousness, one does not need to do anything. And in fact, in Kali Yuga, it will actually distract us from the actual path of Krishna Consciousness. So, there's very nice, profound realizations that are being shared in this book. So, we will continue in our next session. Hopefully, on Monday. If not, maybe Tuesday. And maybe even Bhagavad Gita, we have to... Uh, replace it with Harinam Chintamani Uh, We will see how best to complete it as soon as possible Thank you for that request Rajeshwari Mataji. And I think there's a question I think in the beginning Mm. Sometimes Advaita Acharya's wife's name Sita usually mentioned along with the Panchatattva, but not others. Why is it so? No not exactly like that, you know, like, you know, the Nam Sankirtan song that we sing sometimes in Mangal Arati, but the Gita and Sita, it, it rhymes, so, uh, what is that, the third verse of that, mm-hmm. Sri Chaitanya Prabhu, Shri Chaitanya Nityananda Sri advaita Sita, Hari Guru Vaishnava Bhagavata Gita, so... All these are eternal associates, but of course, some are named and some are not. Sometimes Janava, you know, the husband of Janava Mata is also mentioned like that. And um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is usually addressed by himself, not as husband of Vishnupriya or Lakshmi Priya, because he has taken sannyas also. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not that there's no there's neglect of others, it's just mentioned like that. Alright, so, there anything else? Always. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. So, Harinam Chintamani Ki Jai. Bhaktivana Thakur Ki Jai. Haridas Thakur Ki Jai. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai. Panchatattva Ki Jai. Anantako Divasana Vrind Ki Jai. Nitai Gaur Primanande. Hari Hari Bol. Hare Krishna.